Welcome to Folding Chair Theology. We're your hosts, Justin Mercier and Bruce Pagano, and this is Theology for Everyone. Welcome back to Folding Chair Theology. I'm your host, Justin Mercier, and uh, this is a just in time. That's right, just in time to hear me uh talking for a little bit <laughs> and my uh voice is back i mean i'm feeling pretty good i don't, my laryngitis is uh uh not flaring up as much anymore so um that's kind of nice um so i am um yeah i'm just hanging out here in the uh in the awesome uh pagano household and and uh i'm drinking old forester 1870 now i was drinking a Idaho Woodford Reserve earlier when Bruce and I were talking about season four and that coming up and that sort of thing. Um, but um, I, I started, I switched over after that to the old Forester. So good old kick in the face after uh, after the Woodford. So um, yeah, so I wanted to share. Now a friend of mine, Deward, his name is Deward. Shout out to Deward. What's up, brother? Um, he approached me in the gym today which I had a really uh, heavy um, axle deadlift uh, workout. Anyway, it's on my Instagram. You can check it out, you know, hard it, whatever. Um, and he talked about um, a friend of his has a podcast. I guess that's uh, particularly too strong, man. So hopefully I will be invited to that podcast um, at some point. But he was, um, he kind of said, hey, well, I think we want to talk to you about your journey into strongman and, and like the success through it and which success is a very relative term because Deward is a monster and he definitely has a lot more accolades than I do. Um, and, uh, and I'm just starting out. And so, but he kind of talked about that and, um, and so I wanted to, and I, it kind of prompted me to think about a story, um, or maybe just kind of give people a background, not into necessarily, um, strongman, I could definitely talk about that, but I want to talk more about some of my upbringing, um, that has kind of led me into the, I guess the obsessive nature into what is strongman. Um, and I mean that positively, I'm saying like, it's, I'm like obsessed with it cause I love it. Um, so let me kind of talk a little bit about now. Here's the thing is that I grew up in, uh, my childhood. So, you know, from about, age five until 11 ish, um, a single mother household. So single mother, um, she had a daycare, um, at the house. So lots of kids and that sort of thing. And, um, you know, it was, it was home and that sort of thing. And, but one of the things that I think that I had was missing in my childhood and that sort of thing is obviously a fatherly figure until I hit 11 um, and that sort of thing. But there's a part of me that even through growing up um, young and even after having a stepdad, my stepdad come into the house, um, I dealt with a lot of um, body issues. And and I looking back, it was a lot of, so I had, I mean, I had, you know, uh, some gap teeth, uh, bad acne, and I was also very scrawny, hard to believe it. Um, I was, uh, I was pretty scrawny and that sort of thing and couldn't lift a lot of really heavy weights, couldn't, uh, run super fast. Um, I wasn't like super strong or anything like that. 
and um, got made fun of a lot. Um, I was bullied. I was bullied in middle school and that sort of thing. You know, people pushing me into toilets and, you know, um, you know, knocking me over and hitting me and that sort of thing. Um, and so I was short and I was scrawny, that sort of thing. And so as I, as I kind of got older, um, I had a lot of confidence issues. And so by essentially what I did is to overcome those confidence issues, I always tried to be, you know, kind of like funny and that sort of thing, but really just, um, wasn't real bright. Like I said, I wasn't like super athletic or anything like that. I didn't, um, you know, get any type of like, you know, scholarships for either sports or academics or nothing. Like that. And, and the thing is, this is that my, my mom as a single mom couldn't like afford private camps and private, um, trainers and that sort of thing. It was a lot of like, you know, parks and rec things and that sort of thing. And she did her absolute best. I'm not blaming her at all. She being a single mother is from personal experience. That's the hardest job in the world. I mean, really, that is such a hard job. And, um, single mothers deserve all the credit, man. They're amazing. Um, and, um, and so without having a father figure during that time, and, and the thing is that there, there was men in my life, um, that, um, was, were, seemed more annoyed if anything that I was around, you know, even guys at Royal Rangers, um, in the church, campouts, fishing trips, you know, all those like father and son fishing trip. But I had to like have like a host dad, you know, to, to take me and that sort of thing. Um, I just felt like, um, I was an annoyance and, and I wasn't treated the same because that, that father had their own son that they were like proud of. And I was like the tag along, you know, and, um, and just really wasn't, just really didn't feel, you know, very accepted in that sort of thing. Um, and so, so part of my growing up is I got to college. I got to college and again, by no means I was, I wasn't popular. I wasn't big and strong. I was still, you know, pretty scrawny and that sort of thing. Well, I got to college and this is some people's story, but I grew a few inches you know, in that first six months to a year after high school, I went from probably what five eleven to six three, or five ten to six three, something like that, in that first year. And um, and luckily enough, I actually was a cheerleader in college, um, which totally happened accidentally. So a lot of working out, a lot of lifting, a lot of food, a lot of protein, a lot of like that sort of thing. And let me tell you what happened was, is that because of that, um, because of the six pack and because of being a cheerleader and because of lifting and all that kind of stuff, um, I became accepted, but not by the right crowd. I was accepted by the partiers and the drinkers and the sex crazed and, and I lived that world. I just lived that world. I was partying and I was, you know, doing all these things I shouldn't, shouldn't have been doing, but I felt accepted. That's the thing is like, I felt accepted, but I was a jerk. I mean, really I was, I mean, there, there's a thousand people I should be apologizing to. Um, but I was a jerk and, um, and looking back, I'm, I feel bad about that. Right. Well, what ended up happening is 
I ended up coming back home and I still ate like I was, you know, some big jock on campus with the six pack and that sort of thing, sort of thing, but without the mandatory double day workouts, without the mandatory diets and the sleep and all that kind of stuff. So I was eating like a monster, but working out like not a monster, <laughs> working out like a sloth, I guess. Um, and, and basically meaning I didn't work out at all. Um, and I went from 265 pounds of solid muscle to probably 350 pounds of nothing but blubber. <laughs> and that happened in from the age of probably 21 to 21 to what 25, something like that. <clears throat> and so the role that I identified, the role I identified was the big fat funny guy. That was my role. Um, I wasn't the the sexy sexiest man alive jerk on campus. Now I was the six three triple XL shirt fat funny guy. And I adopted that role. I actually here's the thing is like Whenever we go to Buffalo Wild Wings, which, man, there's so many people that we used to go to Buffalo Wild Wings. We were there for many years. And we would order. Now, this is the time of days where it was, you know, the 20 cent, 30 cent wing nights or whatever. And um, and we were ordering oh, 40, 50 chicken wings. And so, and we were popular. And so that role of like oh my gosh i can't believe you could eat all that food um became my identity you know that became my identity and so it was it was how much food can you eat i can't believe you can eat that much food like you know you're so big you know that sort of thing and so the fat funny guy was my identity and i lived in that um for and i still do there's some times where i still do live in that because it's a comfortable thing um, and so one of the things that, um, I guess what I, you know, throughout now, and then I got married, I got married and, um, and I still had that, that, you know, fat, funny guy kind of role and that sort of thing and, and trying to make my wife laugh and that sort of thing. But, um, there was a point where it was like, you don't have to be that person anymore. Um, but it was like, I didn't know, I didn't know like where I was accepted. Like I didn't know where I, or how I was going to be accepted. And like, you know, I wasn't the, you know, the suit, I wasn't super smart. I wasn't super good. Like there's people in my life, like my buddy, Dave, my buddy, Kelvin, like they are like, I'm going to be this and this is what I'm going to be. And that's all I have wanted in life. For me, I'm just riding the wave of life at this point. I have no idea what I want to be. I'm not. I have no idea what I'm good at. Like, no, I, I'm just going, going with the wind. You know, that's that's kind of what my life has been like. And so, for me, it's like I I want to be accepted. And um, so brings me to brings me to um a small group. There's a small group that. So the church that my wife and I go to, 
um, we found a small group. And in this small group, there was a couple, Rachel and Brad. And uh, Rachel and Brad talked about, and, and they're... <laughs> I mean, Brad himself, if you, if you, you know, if you knew Brad, which you don't, but, um, Brad knows who he is. What's up, Brad? Shout out Brad. Um, if you saw pictures of him, this dude has, um, gained a ton of muscle. This guy has like, I mean, really put on, put on the biceps and, and his wife, Rachel is just a beast in the gym. I mean, she is putting up like 300 plus pounds deadlifts and she's like five six i mean she is like awesome both these guys are awesome and they were talking about um working out in uh, the strongman world and they kept saying things like oh dude you'd be so good you'd be so good and uh i'm like yeah 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 you know like whatever and um and so there's this guy, this is a professional athlete, Robert Oberst, um, who is one of the world's strongest men. And one of those videos I watched, I watched of his, one of his videos was, he says, Hey man, and this is just a video that he put out. He says, if you're big and tall, like you shop in the big and tall section at the store, he's like, strong man is for you. He's like, if you want to be a professional athlete, but also be fat at the same time, strong man is for you. <laughs> and so <clears throat> with that <clears throat> um, advice, <laughs> which was not directed to me at all, but um, with that advice and with Rachel and Brad kept saying things like, oh, you'd be so good, you'd be so good. Um, Rachel invited our small group and invited my wife and I to a strong a local strongman competition over at the Berserker's gym, which Robert Oberst trains at. So that's kind of a cool connection, you know, six degrees of bracing kind of thing. And so I thought, well, you know what I'll do is I'll just kind of watch. I'll just watch it or whatever. So we go to her competition, and um, it is awesome. I mean, it is so different than I've ever experienced. I mean, there are big dudes, right? I mean, there's like, there's big guys, there's small guys, there's big guys, you know, medium guys. But, I mean, it is screamo music. It is um, not dirty, but it's, like, grungy, you know? Kind of like that, like, just, like, an old, like, leather couch, you know? Like, there's something real just, like, heavy and grungy about it, but it just feels so good. And so, um, and so I'm going to this competition, and I definitely stick out like a sore thumb. Because I am taller than anybody else in there. I mean, pretty much. And I'm definitely bigger than most people there. And I got these guys coming up to me. There's this guy, Alex, who's my trainer now. Um, he comes up to me. He's like, I would love to train you. I mean, like, I, I would love to train you. Here's the thing is that something about trainers that I've never experienced before is it's one of those things where it's like, it's like that guy or that girl in the anytime fitness or 24 hour fitness or, you know, all the time fitness, whatever, whatever you go. And it's like the, the shirt that's way too tight and they're way too tan and they've just been skinny their whole life, like from doing nothing, you know? And they're just like, Hey, for $600 a month, I could just put a plan together for you and hope that you succeed. You know, like it was like very kind of informal and just like, 
yeah, I'm, I'm Brad. Not not saying anything bad about Brad, but like I'm Brad. I'm tan, and I could be your trainer. You know, um, and uh, and and it's like all anytime I've ever worked out with those kind of people, they it seems like an annoyance. They're just like, uh huh, yeah, do another one. Okay, good job. You know, but Alex, when I talked to Alex, Alex was like, I will I will give you a a, a free training session. Like I wanted I wanted to see where you're at. And so we did a log press. We did um, farmer's carry, and we did um, a Atlas Stone lift. And he was like, "Dude, you're you're strong. Like, if you let me train you, I'm telling you, give me some time, and you'll be a monster. Like, you you'll be you'll be awesome." And and like immediately like got ingrained into who I was like talk to me about my church talk to me about my faith um talk to me just about like life I mean like texts me during the week hey man how you doing like um Christian dude like and then and then it came along with that was like um was like Deward and and like uh, Amanda and Dave and like all these people and they just immediately like when I walk into the gym it's like people are excited to see you and I never experienced that before. Like I've never experienced that before where it's just like you're in a gym and people just, they want to talk to you or they're like cheering. Like there's people who I don't know and they're just cheering you on. Like no one at, at whatever fitness you go to has ever done that. And usually the music is like eighties music. This place you walk into, it's definitely screamo or rap or, I mean, there's curse words. It's not HR appropriate at all. And it's just, it's just this environment of, of, um, just like, Hey, it doesn't matter how big or tall or short or skinny or scrawny. It doesn't matter. I mean, there's, there's guys in there that are, you know, five, six, 150 pounds. And there are guys in there like Robert over six, nine, four fifty, like, and all of them get treated like their family. Everyone knows their name. Everyone's shaking hands, high-fiving, cheering each other, each other on. And it really, like, I feel very accepted for like one of the first times where I'm like, I want to, I want to like, it's not like going to the gym where I'm like trying to like look up something that like on YouTube or whatever. It's like people who will teach you and like people who are willing to like get to know you. And I think that's been part of my, it copes really well with my spiritual journey as well. Where I'm like, I didn't, I don't want to be um, just another face at church like i want to i want people to feel accepted like i want to feel accepted like i want people to feel like they're home and like and so the way that i treat other people at church is how i get treated at at the gym there and so it's not about like it's really not much it, it is about working out and it is about doing those things but it's the acceptance that is for me more important than than that because of the life journey that I've been on and how like not feeling adequate, not feeling accepted, not feeling wanted, feeling like I'm just an annoyance, feeling like, oh, like people would, would like still even to this day, 
people come up to me specifically and will say, hey, you know your life would be better if you were just lost some weight? And I'm like, in my mind, now I'm just like, do you know that this is a huge advantage to the world that I'm doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, And so it's 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 just been so different because I'm like, this is kind of how I've, I've been viewing the kingdom of God a little bit where it's like, you can be you can be in any part of your journey. <clears throat> you could be you don't have to be the richest and tie the biggest. You don't have to be a part of the cool kids group. You don't have to like be a musician. You don't have to be a pastor on stage. Like there are places that you can fit in. And it's okay if you don't fit in in other places because there is a place for you. And that's like I'm like, wow, this is how this is how I feel at the gym. This is what I want people to feel when I'm around them. Like people who have it, like people who are accepted, they're, they're just accepted and that's cool for them. But there's a lot of people who don't feel accepted and I know what it feels like not to be accepted. I know what it feels like to be rejected. And if I can find those people who feel that way and tell them that they're accepted and they belong and they're, they're valuable, um, then that changes the game, I think, for them. And that's how this has changed. This whole strongman thing has changed the game for me where I'm like, oh, I'm not just the big fat dude in the gym. That is just another transaction. Like, they want to know me. And no one has ever come up to me at this, at this you know, strongman thing. No one's ever come up to me and been like, hey, man, we need to talk about your weight. Like, you know, we have to have a real honest conversation. They're like, dude, you, let's turn that weight into muscle like let's let's like we can do this and like i don't care about i don't care about that what i care about is are you happy and you're healthy and let's build let's build on it and and so that's been kind of my that that's been the 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 long way journey is is that now i know like that this may not always be my journey um but it's just a good reminder right now in my life, just where I'm at in life, that like anybody can be accepted for who they are. And um, and people who feel rejected or people who feel like they don't belong, that's who I'm after. Because I want them to know that they're not alone because I felt alone for a long time. And like you... Um, you can find success wherever you're at. And whatever that success is not what success that other people put on you. It's what you find as successful. And um, and so, yeah, that's just kind of my, that's that's a little bit of my journey from like to where I'm at right now with a strongman. That's why I talk about it so much through the podcast because it's, it's one of the places, few, one of the very few places I truly feel accepted just for who I am, not for anything else. And, and like there are people, there are people who are much stronger than me who lift much more than I do. And they're cheering and they're jumping for joy when I hit a new personal record, because like they know that they, that's where they used to be. And they know that's progress, man. I want to show that to the teenagers. I want to show that to, um, the, the, the single adult, the single moms and like the single dads, like, like I want them to know like, Hey, like what other people might see as failure. I, I see as opportunity to be happy. Like, and because that's, that's what I, this is given to me as an opportunity to go, 
you know what, let's just start where you're at and let's build. And, and it doesn't mean that you have to like change who you are. Just know that you're accepted no matter how hard or how not hard you work. Like you're still loved and you're still accepted. And so, yeah, so that's, that's kind of my journey. Um, and so if, uh, if I do get on my friend's, uh, podcast there, um, then I will be, uh, sharing more of that and, um, and just kind of my, uh, my overall journey with, uh, life and my Christian walk and, and that sort of thing. So anyway, well, that's been, um, just in time. I almost, almost said Bruce's that's, that was weird. Uh, Spruce of Justin. I don't know. We could just like change it up if we want to. Now, this is uh, a Justin time. So thank you so much um, for listening. And we will catch you guys next time. All right. Peace out. Thank you for listening to Fold and Share Theology. You can follow Bruce on multiple social media platforms at bpags2, as well as Justin Mercier on Instagram at justinmercier13. Additionally, you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Folding Chair Theology. Until then, keep unfolding God's Word each and every day.